The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, February the 9th, and uh, we have one of them gumbo shows for you again today. It's I think it's going to be Dave and I just talking about silly stuff that happened in the news and silly stuff that's happened in our lives and just silly stuff in general. And I want to start with something really sweet rather than really silly. So... Yesterday, our producer, Brasco, I guess uh, Brasco was, was trolling through our, our iTunes feed, um, just, you know, optimizing, checking everything's right, checking everything's labeling right, the stuff that a good engineering producer does, and he came across a review of Webcology from uh, the one and only Raya Drysdale, CEO of Outspoken Media, and uh, Raya wrote, what I truly love about Webcology is the passion behind it. Jim especially has an enormous amount of respect for the heart of the SEO industry. It's one of two internet marketing podcasts I give attention to because they discuss stories that matter. Um, <laughs> coming from uh, Raya Drysdale, that is enormous, enormous praise because, uh, I don't know, Dave, I mean, like, you remember, remember a couple of years ago? When uh, that fellow Jason Gambert was trying to patent the phrase search engine optimization. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you know, we, we did a show on it. Um, and I guess that started the ball rolling at Webmaster Radio. And um, uh, Ray was listening to the show. And then I guess uh, SEO Rockstars also, also covered the issue same day or same week. And um, Raya led the charge in the SEO community at the U.S. Patent Office to make sure that the term SEO, or search engine optimization, was not patented by Mr. Gambert. And because Raya did that, we're able to still call ourselves SEOs, because, I mean, that dude was going to claim that claim uh, intellectual property on, that, uh, on the term search engine optimization. And to have somebody who did something so spectacularly amazing for our industry... And us, a compliment on our little old show, is, uh, wow, it's an honor. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm touched, tickled, and still giggling about it. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you know what? That cheer was not for us. That cheer was for Raya Drysdale, because, uh, sister, you rock. And thank you for the high compliments. Um, okay, it's been an interesting enough week, although I gotta say, not, not as interesting as last week was, but this week's been pretty cool. Um, I guess uh, I, got, I got a whole sheet of stuff here, um, ranging from 
Steve Jobs FBI file to group off. I mean, group on. Um, to uh, rim the rim job that BlackBerry is uh, receiving to uh, occupy Apple. Um, Dave, where do you want to go today? Um, you know what? I, I didn't know you, you'd mentioned it right before the show and something I haven't followed at all. Um, so I'm super interested in uh, jobs. So let's let's start there because I've been sort of chomping at the bit to, to hear more details and I, I can be educated along with our listeners. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw into the uh, Webmaster Radio... Uh, chat room, and incidentally, if you guys are listening out there in uh, Webland, jump into the Webmaster Radio chat room. There's always something interesting happening in there, and uh, we can give you supplemental information through links um, from you know that we're talking about stuff. You may as well see what we're talking about. And the FBI did an in-depth investigation of Steve Jobs um, in. Uh, uh, 1989, when he was going to, when he was asked to join uh, George Bush Senior Senior's um, Trade Commission, so Trade Commission under uh, the the, the uh, presidency of George Bush Senior. So the FBI, as as they will, um, fully investigated what was going to be a plum political appoint appointment, and uh, Steve Jobs clearly was qualified for it, but nevertheless, you got to do a background check because this person's going to become privy to, you know, state secrets, important information, uh, stuff that the, the government clearly needs to, to hold secret until whatever deal or plan or whatever materializes. Now, Steve Jobs changed the world. Steve Jobs created incredible products that consumers desperately want to use. We're actually going to be talking about a couple of uh, a couple Apple products later on in the show. Um, but Steve Jobs was a mercurial uh, and larger than life iconic human. And um, let's face it: if you want to build the most the wealthiest company in the world then, you know, sometimes you got to step over a few toes and maybe step over a few heads and maybe break a couple necks along the way. So excerpts from the FBI summaries of, of interviews with different sources regarding Jobs, um, who, incidentally, uh, might be referred to as the appointee or Mr. Jobs in, in the FBI report. Uh, it's 197 pages, incidentally. Uh, so to be honest, I just skimmed it. And uh, got a lot of the, the stuff I'm about to say out of Wired Magazine. And it was Wired Magazine who um, filed the information request to, to make this report public. So some of the people who were interviewed by the FBI said, said uh, Mr. Jobs was characterized as a deceptive individual who is not completely forthright and honest. Mr. Jobs will twist the truth and distort reality in order to achieve his goals. The appointee, or, or Mr. Jobs, will twist the truth in order to achieve whatever goal he has set for himself. He is there. He therefore, or therefore, the appointee is considered to be an, a deceptive person. One of my favorites. He kind of hits home close to me. Mr. Jobs grew up in the late sixties and early seventies when drug use was prevalent, and that the person who was being interviewed and Mr. Jobs both experimented with various drugs though the person being interviewed would not be specific as to the kind of drugs involved <laughs> other than to say experimentation was involved. Um, 
Jobs changed later in life, became extremely health conscious, and you know barely even drank a, a bottle of uh, a glass of wine socially. But even with the drug use, he was still strong-willed, stubborn, hardworking, and driven, which is why many believed he was so successful. Mr. Jobs possesses integrity as long as he gets his way. Okay, so those were the those were the big points. Uh, Personal points, at any rate. Uh, a lot of the report goes just goes into his history, the history of Apple, the history of Next Computers, why he left Apple, etc. Um, so it's it's interesting to look back at uh, one of the most iconic figures in, well, probably in world history. Honestly, I mean, like, when, when you think about it, Dave, can you think of anybody going? Far back, and in, 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 I, I know you, 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 you took history at school, uh, at university. Can you think of anybody in history who changed the world the way Jobs has? Um, I mean, we won't go into, you know, Millie Caesars and, and those sorts, but from a, from a technological and, and invention status, um, I would say, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed, certainly in recent history, um, to cover those ones. I mean, you, know, you can talk about whatever, Da Vinci or Edison or, or, or the likes of them. Um, but no, I mean, there, there's, there's no denying that he had a, had a huge impact on, uh, on the way our culture uh, communicates. Um, you, you know, your, the, the references to drug use certainly makes it make more sense that he always liked to build it for the simplest possible, most intuitive use <laughs> of those machines. You know, keep yes, it I'd simple. Be, I'd be lost without you. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to play some videos. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think... I, I'm not overly surprised to hear that. I mean, when you... Um, when you really take a look at, at the way things are and, um, you know, the way, you know, sort of rumors out from, from ex-employees and things like that, it's not overly surprising to hear the details that you hear there. And, of course, you know, right after his uh, his passing, of course, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, hey, you know, yay, yay, Steve Jobs. Um, you know, and, and, and there's no no denying that he had a huge impact on us socially, but... Uh, you know, and, and the way we communicate, and you know, the iPhone was a was a fantastic product, and all that sort of thing. But uh, I, I would I would say that it's not too too much of a stretch to believe those things. And I do think that sometimes it's a bit overstated. Uh, his impact socially, yes, brilliant. Um, but his impact on on technology, um, you know, and or innovation into technology rather. Um, you know, it, there's no denying that he really allowed the sort of you know, entry level people to to do more complex things, but um, there, there's definitely a bunch of developers out there um, who have done you know equally impressive things. They just didn't market it quite the same sometimes because the products weren't marketable, you know, in in the same fashion or things like that. But um, you know, I think sometimes we give them a little more credit um, for brilliance from a technical standpoint. Um, but there's absolutely no denying that there's, you know, so, some great brilliance in, in marketing. You know, I mean, one could liken it to, to somebody like Madonna, um, who's managed to stretch her career over decades. Well, oh, is it because she's the very Madonna best the musician out there? The no. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, in the, the future. In the future, please don't ever me? say stretch and Madonna. In the future, do me a favor. <laughs> don't ever use the word stretch and Madonna in the same sentence, okay? That's just gross. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I mean, these are very similar things, right? She's not the best of the musicians, but she was one of the best marketers. So we still Absolutely. know her name today. 
Um, and, and I think there's there's quite a parallel there to, to some of the work that Jobs did. Was he the best innovator of technology? Not really. Um, but was he the one who simplified it for the average user, the, the same technology that was already being used, simplify it for the average user, make it accessible, and then market the heck out of this thing? I don't think anybody will deny his his marketing brilliance and uh, and charisma on a stage. Well, and also let's t- let's take a look at the the the, the way his uh, and I, you know and I can't even suggest what his most important invention was. Is it the personal? Is it the you know the advent of the personal computer? And yeah, I know Wozniak is part of that. You know, where I'm not taking away any love from the Woz at all. Uh, the 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 chat room actually is uh, all over the Woz right now. Um, Darren and Brandy interviewed uh, Wozniak a couple of years ago, and uh, great fella, really nice fella. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Um, but anyway, I digress. The iPhone, I think, surpasses the personal computer. That's definitely a, the grandchild of the personal computer, but in, in impact on society and impact on the way the web works. Um, <laughs> interesting, WMR 400. I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, and the way the web is starting to work, you know, the internet is starting to work. We're not necessarily in a, um, worldwide web generated world or worldwide web influenced world as much as we're in an apps influenced world. There is an app for that. It's a closed circuit system, but this is how the web seems to be going. I mean, the closest parallel I can think of is Facebook. Mm-hmm. Major change in, mm-hmm. in in our behaviors. Oh, definitely, Which, you know, definitely. From, and from uh, I mean, I, I, don't, on it. I, I know, uh, I know, Christine certainly did. I'm sure you did too. Um, I got mocked for years and years attending conferences because I'd show up, you know, whatever in New York by myself, a pay as you go because I needed a phone while I was remote. Um, you know, use it and then you know donate the technology because I didn't need it anymore because I refused to have a phone until the iPhone came out. And then it was like, this is just oh, yeah? such a cool thing. I need to have this. I mean, they're, 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 and then, of course, that then facilitates, you know, when people like, you know, me who is trying to avoid, you know, if I'm at home, I want to talk to my home people. If I'm at work, I'll talk to my work people. I don't want to, <laughs> I, I never really wanted to bridge those two, but the draw of this technology that, that he, uh, well, well, he may not have created all the technologies, you know, created the, the sort of interface or, or spearheaded the interface that drew me to this thing. Um, and that certainly drove a lot. I mean, past what it was, certainly drove uh, you know a lot of the technologies around it. But one could also say that you know, we can talk about the Bill Gates sort of sort of thing in, in the earlier years. But um, one could also say the same thing would have happened. You know, has happened in the reverse, where um, you know Jobs was drawing from technologies that were already being invented, learning a different way or mm-hmm. developing a different way to display them and 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 maybe utilize them. Um, and then putting them out, uh, putting them out on uh, on Mac. So, um, you know, I mean, of course, that's going to happen. You, you take a good idea, you, you incorporate it into your own products. So I have no problem with that. But, um, you know, it, was this any great <laughs> uh, great technological leap, or was it a UI leap? And I, I would I would argue it was more on on the UI side that he really pushed the steps forward, created something that I wanted to have, right? And all the technologies yeah. already existed. But now he he put it in a format that was nice. It was easy to use, um, you know, and that that I I just felt this draw to have. But that said, you know, I've now switched to the Android. So, <laughs> um, you know, well, you technology know, I think, moved. Uh, hmm? 
it's funny. We, we, we've just spent like 10 minutes talking about Steve Jobs and his FBI file. And in one sentence, one of our listeners, he's in the chat room, I think, summed it all up in uh, seven words. And I quote WMR 400. He created an environment for technology to innovate. That's, I mean, yeah, that's it. That, that, yeah, <laughs> everything I wanted to say, that's it. Yeah, no, that is, uh, that is very, very well said. Um, yeah, you know, really and then nice. you get past the, you know, counter argument to that. Well, not counter argument, but to extrapolate. Now he's kept it as a, as a closed garden um, or a walled garden, rather. And, and now you look at, you know, Android and the such that are they're sort of allowing this to expand out a little bit further. And, um, you know, will it stay that way or, or is that going to sort of be one of the, the potential downfalls um, to the Mac approach mm-hmm. to things? Time will tell on um, that right. one, but he did do a closed environment, and yeah, um, that's uh, for guys like us or for folks like us. It's a little bit worrisome, but he was a great business person. I'll give him that too. And uh, you know, one of the things about being a great business person in this day and age, in the two Ks in the twenty first century, this is a global world, a global market. We source from all over the world. And we manufacture in the places where it's the least expensive possible. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't just Apple who does this. But Apple's getting tagged for it for a bunch of reasons. Um, most prominent of which was a seven-page article published in the New York Times about two, maybe three weeks ago. Revealing uh, inside information from Foxcom, the mega, the, the, the one of the largest owners of uh, electronics factories in the world, most of which are located in China. Now, Foxcom doesn't make factories. Foxcom makes cities that are factories. You think of a factory, you think of like some building off in, a, in an industrial area with a smokestack, right? Well, Foxcom makes right. a city, and everyone in the city works in the factory. And Foxcom is the company that makes uh, the majority of components and actually assembles the iPhone, the iPad, um, electronics for, well, all of Apple electronics, Apple computers, etc. And not just, not to tag Apple alone, kind of pissed at some lefties here, Um, but... uh, So again, it's not Apple alone who does this, but there's a new movement called Occupy Apple... I guess since that story came out, um, some Apple fans are a little bit, um, well, they're, uh, I, I, personally, I think their sentiment is correct, but I not can't really speak to the business case. Um, they want Apple to respect human rights and to respect uh, labor rights in the production of all of the... Uh, Electronic goods that Apple sells. Um, I'm curious if they're willing to spend three to four hundred dollars more per unit uh, to to you know if your iPhone suddenly cost eight hundred dollars rather than three hundred dollars. I'm curious how they'd feel about that. But anyway, just covering the story, just putting it out there. There's a a new movement called Occupy Apple. Um, but again. From where I'm sitting, I personally and, – and, and these, these are the kind of sentiments that I would normally get way behind. But personally, I'm not positive that these folks have really thought this through entirely. 
Well, what do you think about it? We've got to take a break after this. But, Dave, what do you, what, what do you think about that? Um, well, I always have a problem with this, with this argument because at the end of the day, um, to me, the, the you know, quote-unquote fault lies on the consumer. We say, you know, Apple's doing these horrible things, blah, blah, blah. But, okay, let's say Apple moves all their stuff over into the United States. You know, it costs $200 more to, to make these phones. And now I'm going into, you know, whatever, my AT&T dealer, and I'm, I'm going to get myself a new package. And, you know, I, wanna, I want a free phone, and I'm signing up, and I can look at this Android um, that I can get, you know, signing a, you know, whatever one-year commitment I can get for free, or this Apple that, well, now i got to pay 300 bucks for it. Which one am I going to pick? Um, and so, I mean, at the end of the day, if we as a consumer want these phones for free when we sign up for packages, so, you know, quote-unquote free, um, but if we want these things at, at the cheapest possible price, then the fault comes on us. And until we as consumers are willing to step up and pay that extra to have our products manufactured where we want them and in the methods we want them, and I'm not saying that's a bad idea, but we need to take that responsibility. We need to insist on it, and we need to purchase the products that are manufactured in those places to send the signal to the other companies that this is what we're as consumers demanding and then they'll follow suit um but until we're willing well, I, to do that i agree with you i can't fault apple i agree with you dave but i agree with you dave but i've seriously got to ask where's the android made where's my nokia where's my blackberry made actually my blackberry is made in england i know that for a fact but right. um i think uh I, I know, again, I really think that the Occupy Apple folks gotta gotta take a look at um, who are you really targeting here? Are you targeting Apple? Do you, do, you, do you expect to really get any, any mileage targeting Apple and Apple exclusively? Um, again, uh, I've put out the call to people to stop shopping at Walmart. Is that really going to happen? No. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's the same thing. How do you avoid this stuff? Anyway, Everyone needs to make money. Apple's making a lot of money. Apple's doing what it's supposed to do by its shareholders, etc. We got to make some money here on WebmasterRadio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm, and we're going to be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. It's time for the 2012 SCS Conference and Expo to make its way back to the Big Apple, New York City. SCS New York 2011 makes its way to the New York Hilton March 19th through the 23rd. SES New York 2011 will feature over 70 sessions, nearly 100 exhibitors, and networking opportunities with thousands of marketing and search engine optimization professionals. SES New York 2011 will start with a high-profile opening keynote from Google's digital marketing evangelist, Avinash Kaushik. Don't delay. Come to SES New York 2012, March 19th through the 23rd, inside the New York Hilton. Register right now at searchenginestrategies.com. 
That's searenginestrategies.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try my SEO tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com. Myseotool.com. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. We are everywhere, including Toronto, Ontario, and Victoria, British Columbia. And Hypertext the Cat is uh, being a bit of a bitch. So if uh, things get loud in here, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. She's, um, you know, she's just her way. Um, that's, that's just her way. Yeah, I might have spaghetti or going. My cat loves spaghetti. What, have, have you ever met a cat who eats spaghetti, Dave? I guess it's weird. Uh, I assume so. Yeah. I've met some cats that will pretty much eat anything. So. <laughs> yeah, if she was, you know, if she was like 10 feet taller, she'd eat me. That's what she'd do. You know what? I love the story you just brought up. I want to jump on it right now. It's a Danny Goodwin story that appeared yesterday in Search Engine Watch. And, well, actually, this is something that appeared all over the place. And I'm, I'm one of the few times I'm positive you and I are going to agree on something, Dave. <laughs> RIAA president, Recording Industry of America president, says Google misused its power by protesting SOPA. Fuck. Some people just don't get it. Carrie Sherman, RIAA president, in a New York Times op-ed piece published on, on Tuesday, suggested that the SOPA controversy was manufactured. The outrage you hear in my voice right now was manufactured by Google. Yeah, right. You are so fucking out of touch, Mr. Carrie fucking Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, George. I know this is not going to pass iTunes, but you can always censor that later. You are so fucking out of touch, Mr. Gary fucking Sherman. Come on our show and talk to us. Debate it. Talk to us about digital freedom. Talk to us about entrepreneurship. Talk to us about creating something more than special for the rest of the web to enjoy and to share. And I'll talk to you about not buying your crap ever again. So, and just because they're greedy, because they want more royalties from whatever they can get from their entertainers, that's all that really matters. Like, seriously, these are people, this is like a rat trapped in a corner. And you know what? They didn't got to be there. They didn't have to be there. It's been 20 years, you asshats. Evolve. Your business model was broken the moment they figured out how to send something from one place to another digitally. You didn't see it. You ass hat. <laughs> Jim, I don't know about you, but I laugh every time I look at a 
any existing record stores that still sell still sell CDs. I laugh. Well, indeed, yeah, CDs suck. Vinyl, I'm so down with vinyl. It is like velvet. <laughs> but CDs I have a feeling record stores will be uh, like the traditional CD uh, CD sales may uh, may go the way of the calendar store. You know, quickly at Christmas, <laughs> they'll yeah. they'll be. They'll be up, you know. You can buy some as gifts, and then you know, back to back to reality. Um, you know, I, I'll say, Jim, it felt just a little bit while you were ranting there. It, to me, it, it just felt a little bit like my co-host was uh, your friend of mine, Terry Van Horn. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to you about uh, about about uh, what the hell is that again? <laughs> schema. They're scheming with their schemas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what, I'll bet you, me, uh, and, and all of our listeners uh, probably agree that this is just kind of one of the most ludicrous um, statements I've ever heard. And I think, it, you know, to your point about them not catching on, say, 20 years ago, um, which which is 100% true, they need to adapt. It's, it's not that the world around them needs to adapt to them. They need to adapt. But I think this is just another example, to your point, of you don't get it. Like, you're not actually seeing the way we as, as, as a world around you are functioning anymore. Um, you know, yes, Google has a lot of influence. Is this a misuse of power? No, they disagree with it. And they use their website to let you know. You know, so did Wikipedia. <laughs> In fact, Wiki, you know, Wikipedia more, you know, uh, you know forcefully. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's just a ludicrous statement that I think, you know, further reinforces the, the lack of real understanding about the way the way the world around them is uh, is working. So, uh, can, if yeah, I can interject, if I can interject real quick, see why doesn't this is the point where you're talking about adapting? Why are they trying to fight to try to control their content? Look, it's going to get pirated anyway. Why don't they worry about <clears throat> working with Google now with their new music service, with iTunes, with Amazon, and getting a better royalty off of what's being downloaded? That's where you're going to get your money these days. The old model is gone. Unquestionably, Brasco. I mean, like, Steve, uh, we, we can go back to Steve Jobs again. He created this environment called iTunes. Well, probably one of his people created uh, this environment called iTunes. Best thing that happened to the music industry in the last 20 years. You know, it can be distributed. You can make money. It, uh, takes a, it, it makes it much less compelling to pirate music because you can buy it legally. Um, folks who don't understand the environment that they're legislating around shouldn't legislate around the environment. That's why there's experts. And this isn't a right-wing issue. This isn't a left-wing issue. This is a freedom issue. And the right and left can agree on this much. Freedom doesn't know politics. It's just free. Oh, it makes me angry. Well, and I mean, you know, to to that four-letter F word that you just used there, um, you know, one could say, and I, I'd love to have, you know, one of them on the air and go, people are going to want it free, you know, be it music, be it video. I mean, we can talk about the iTunes store. We can, you know, talk about this and that, but people are always going to try and get it free. Um, but, you know, ask anybody who's uh, who's downloading torrents for, you know, whatever, you know, X, you know, they're downloading, well, I'll name one that became popular because of torrents and almost didn't make it to season two, um, except there was so many torrent downloads was the office which only continued on because people were pirating 
watching the show after the first season. Um, you know, if uh, if you know the the production companies are going, you know, people are going to want it free. The only way we can make money here is ads because that's the way it is. Well, fine, put up a cleaner, higher resolution um, version of this immediately after the show airs. Just fire it straight up there. Put your ads in there. You, know, you got a perfect metric for how many people are watching this thing, how many people downloaded the thing. You got your ads in there. You know, be done with it. Just, just join in. <laughs> just, just be the first and produce something better and faster um, than than anybody else is going to download. Oh yeah, sure, a bunch of people are going to skip it. Most, you know, skip the ads. But we're doing that anyway, <laughs> right? When we're when we're watching it, we're going and getting our popcorn or or you know whatever. Um, you know, taking a bathroom break. So. You know, just just be done with it. Join the technology that's that's creating your problem, and and just produce a better, faster product. And you know, we'll 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 go that source instead. But in, until then, you can't expect you know the rest of the world to to follow suit. And you know, with SOPA or not, um, you know, there's there's just no way that it can it can really pass. Certainly not with the awareness that's out there now. Could you imagine how much better off the music industry, the movie industry? Even the, 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 what used to be the paper publishing industry, how much better off they would be if they had spent the last 20 years figuring out how to adapt to new technology rather than trying to resist it? I mean, it's really, it's just a matter of logic. And, it's true. Um, you know, it, 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 it's like listening to uh, now deceased but still, still ridiculous former Alaska Senator Ted Stevens. <laughs> Talking about the internet being a uh, pipeway full of trucks. Yeah. Now, again, anyone who understands how TCIP works gets at what, uh, you know, sort of understands where Stevens was trying to go with that quote. But I don't think he really understood it, so he just screwed it up. Um, and, and it came out all ludicrous. So a guy who had a little bit of knowledge, probably given to him by, given to him by one of his aides... Whilst writing that speech and the whilst writing that speech on a napkin the night before, and that's that's how this kind of legislation is made. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You've got lobbyists Art. with a lot of money giving you the Coles notes dumbed down version because they don't want to tell you all about the technology and you don't really care to know it. You just want to cash the the you know campaign check. So yeah, yeah and it's um, this is our world. This is where we make money. Or we go on the door. You know? Like, yeah. don't screw up my world. This is the one part of the economy in North America that we know is growing, is thriving, has a place where, well, I mean, it's the wild. Anything can happen. Unless you guys make it so that nothing can happen. And uh, they, they've just... just to, to quote John Stewart, please stop. Please stop now. Okay, speaking of people who should just stop, and again, this is uh, the opinions expressed in uh, this broadcast are those of the co-hosts, who mightn't even share the same opinion, but we like each other anyway. Not necessarily <laughs> that of Webmaster Radio or the owners of Webmaster Radio. I want to reiterate that. Because, um, you know, one of my favorite hobby horses for the last uh, last year and a half has been Groupon. <laughs> you know, Groupon and the whole Daily Deal stuff to me is uh, just one big-ass scam. And, well, Groupon back in November went public. They uh, 
issued an IPO, raised a whole bunch of money. And, um, well, uh, they just put out their fourth quarter report for 2011 yesterday. And as of this morning, their shares have declined nearly 13% on the news that they lost $42.7 million in the period between October 1st, 2011 and December 31st, 2011. Uh, Groupon shares are bottoming out. Now, folks who invested in Groupon back in uh, November, um, somebody suggested it was a good idea. You know, maybe you could get like 50 shares for $25, but only if you bought now. Bad (laughs) idea, guys. Bad idea. Dave, I've got this long-standing prejudice against Groupon. So I'm, you know, I'm not even sure I can I can I can uh comment further. What what do you think about this? Is this destined to fail or am I missing something here? I don't think you're missing anything. I'll be like with with sympathy to the shareholders or at least uh, sympathy to the uneducated shareholders who got caught up in the hype of things. Um, I, as, as somebody who likes to see extreme greed get punished a little bit, <laughs> um, you know, when, when they, when they turned down that deal and I found it ludicrous then with Google, um, which I thought was oh, ridiculous indeed, eh? at the time. And, 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 and then that, that IPO, which I thought was, uh, was overvalued to see this happen long-term and go, Okay, you're 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 getting yours. This is exactly what was supposed to happen. You were too greedy, um, and and you overvalued yourselves, and you thought you were you know the biggest kid in the room, and you're not. Um, to me, this is almost more a, a correction <laughs> of of what what should be rather than uh, a sort of punishment of Groupon. I mean, I've used Groupon. I I you know I get my daily updates, and yeah, occasionally I'll use it, but. It, it kind of is a thing that's destined to fail. It's not really, I mean, at least in my use, and I would consider myself on Groupon probably a fairly standard user, I generally look for stuff I'm going to do anyway, and if I can get it for half price, great. <laughs> like restaurants that, yeah, I was going to try. Well, now they're not getting my you know full 40 bucks. They're getting their share of the 20 that I'm giving to Groupon instead. Um you know, it's 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 not not necessarily the the you know the the best for all uh, you know say restaurants in in this instance. Um, at the same time, you know, I mean, it, it can have some some perks, but it, it's just it's misused, I think, by a lot of the people who are actually using Groupon as as merchants. Um, and then you know, going past that, it's it's just not not the business model. It's a good business model. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's not at the value that the people were perceiving it at, and uh, to me, this is just more a correction. And from the owners and founders of Groupon, who I I just deem as as too greedy to begin with, um, I sort of view this as as you know just justice in the end. Um, so yeah, I mean it's uh, well, you know what? It, Looking at their is. stock performance today, Dave, someone's getting it in the end. That's for sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And a lot of people ain't making money, but again, I got to go back to this. We need to because that's what keeps the digits flowing here on WebmasterRadio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We have one more commercial break before we come back with a little bit more fun on Webcology, the Ass Ad Edition. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. As you know, being an expert at f- 
What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f***. Performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the internet marketing ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 9th of February, 2012, and, uh, jeez, Dave, 2117. 2117, and we're not even sure if that last play was legal or not, you know, where they had too many men on the field so they could, like, take time <laughs> off the clock. But more importantly to marketers, um, uh, to be honest, I actually didn't watch the Super Bowl. I just read a lot about it because um, up here in Canada, we don't get those great commercials. We have to watch them on YouTube. Um, they did, they did still play them on our on our. So what's the point if you're? I'm a hockey fan, you know. But uh, Dave, you just shared with me another story from Search Engine Watch: uh, Madonna Super Bowl halftime show tops Google searches, and there's a great infographic in it. And I'm just dropping the uh, link into the Webmaster Radio chat room. And those of you listening live who aren't in the Webmaster Radio chat room, go to Search Engine Watch to find the link. Um. But not that one. Wrong link, folks. My mistake. So sorry. Um, try this one instead. That's better. Whoa, Dave, you better drop this in for some reason. I'm not copying and pasting properly. Um, <laughs> first day with your new fingers. It must be first day with my new fingers. Anyway, yeah, that's kind of interesting. The amount of uh, traffic that uh, various um, aspects of the super time. Um, that gets the, the, the Super Bowl search trends. 
Top trending searches on Google during the game were, in order, Madonna, Halftime Show, Patriots, Tom Brady, Giants. <laughs> nobody really cares about the Giants, eh? I mean, they won. But nobody really cares. And, but I called it, by the way, I'm just, you know, just for the record. Um, so, again, there's a great little infographic here. Um, interestingly, 96 hours, that's four days worth of video mentioning the word the word Super Bowl in the title were uploaded in the last week or so. 96 hours. And I mean, think about it. This is like 30 seconds to a minute and a half videos. So many of them. You got four days worth of them up there. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, if, 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 if you were to take the Stanley Cup... And maybe uh, whatever it is, the, the, the Premier Cup uh, for, for football in England or soccer in England. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe mix that in with the World Series. We're approaching how excited people get about Super Bowl. But not quite. Not quite. I've, um, again, I'm, not, I'm not a huge football fan, but I've got to say, people who are football fans are passionately dedicated. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and um, very loyal to teams. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the short time I lived in Florida, um, four months, I had a crash course in the importance of football to everybody around me. Of course, then I spent a, uh, about a month and a half in San Diego, uh, August, September of last year. And again, football is way important, except that the Chargers suck. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So what do you think um, about this? What do you, what do you, what do you think about people uh, uh, and using Google during the, to find out more about whatever they're obsessing on at the moment during the Super Bowl? You know, something that's missing from here and that I would find to be a, an, an interesting statistic is if we could break down this um, into where are they searching from? What is their device breakdown? Right, because we know you know a lot of them are going to be in their home, but a lot of them are going to be in bars somewhere, and you know that that sort of thing. So, um, you know how how reliant. How much more, maybe even that I'm perceiving, how much more reliant are we all on, I want to know right away what, what are these things <laughs> as, as we're going across. And, you know, who's watching the Super Bowl that has to look up Patriots? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that sort of thing. But I think these would be some interesting statistics to, uh, you know, to sort of sort of pull down. Um, well, actually, toward, towards the bottom of this infographic, we note that uh, there's a stat here that shows people turning to their mobile devices before and during the game. So before the game, 25% of people who were um, entering search terms relating to the Super Bowl or Super Bowl commercials, 25% were accessing from a mobile device, 75% were accessing from a a laptop or a computer. But during the game, those numbers change radically. During the game, 41% are accessing from a mobile device, well, only 59% are accessing from a laptop or a desktop computer. There it is. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously they're finding the information they're looking for. Or they might have gotten up to go to the computer to look for it. I think it's you know, quite interesting how people act in the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it makes sense, right? I was probably home looking up some stuff, you know, whatever team stats or, or whatever beforehand. And then, uh, you know, after the fact or, or during the fact, rather. Um, you know, I'm somewhere else or I'm wanting to look up something, you know, but I'm already, you know, I'm sitting comfortably on my couch. I don't want to get up and walk the 10 feet to <laughs> my computer. Um, 
Interesting. Interesting stuff. Um, okay, we had uh, some other stuff. I think you wanted to chat a little uh, a little BlackBerry action, and we're running out of time here, so we might as well Yeah, we are. We got, a, we got about six minutes left, and that may be more time than BlackBerry has, actually. So, you know, we're, we're good. Um, okay, I call this part rim job. Um, research in motion, probably the most important tech firm in the Great White North, certainly the largest, and it formerly one of the most important tech firms in the world. RIM makes Blackberries. Blackberries, which, one of which I own, make me ill, um, only because they're slow, clunky, outdated. The reason I got mine was because of the uh, type of keyboard it has terrified of putting my finger through through an iPhone. Um, and also, the biggest reason I got mine was secure communications. I know for a fact that my BlackBerry is um, going through one central server based in Waterloo, Ontario. No matter where I am in the world, that's where it goes through. And my information is not being shared with anybody. BlackBerry is not subject to the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act in the United States, which is important to me. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not an American citizen. I do not want the American government reading, you know, my communications, my text messages, or anything. Not that I. Not that it's anything to hide or. But it's just as a point of principle, right? Okay. So the reason I get BlackBerry security reasons. The reason the U.S. military, the U.S. government, the Pakistani military, the Indian military, the South African military, the English military, etc., all of NATO. Uses BlackBerry because it, it's the most secure messaging platform. So that was something that the Android makers and the and the iPhone makers had to get their act together on. And as it turns out, they have. And three days ago, the Pentagon announced that from now on, it will not purchase BlackBerry when it sources new mobile devices for its staff and its soldiers out in the field. Apparently, Android and Apple have closed the security gap, and if the Pentagon feels secure having its soldiers or its staff communicating using an Android or a uh, or an iPhone device, well, I mean, let's face it, like, my security concerns over my little business stuff are, you know, <laughs> kind of pale in comparison to the security concerns the Pentagon's got. So I, I got to go with them. I think they're the experts on this, eh? But where the U.S. military goes, the rest of NATO has to go, naturally. Uh, the U.S. military is the uh, elder brother in, uh, in NATO, and... Um, we have to be compatible with them. If the U.S. military, which was RIM's biggest damn customer, ain't buying RIM anymore, um, I think that signals to me that I am switching devices first chance I get. And I bet you, I bet you, so is everyone else. You know that's, something to to that to um, to your point though is is you bring up who it is and that's I think a, a you know an extremely relevant uh, relevant point is these are people who are already subject to homeland security. Oh, certainly. Um, you know at at the at the send and receive points. Whereas if you look at say the military of well, you brought up Britain um, or the military of Canada or whatnot, how much do I now want is secure point to point or not? How much do I want it jumping? Um, you know, and, and falling under the, the jurisdiction of a foreign um, government if I am 
um, well, one in charge. Well, you're using an Android device already, dude. Why don't you answer the question right now? Oh, because I don't care. <laughs> okay, right, I'm not. I'm not a military. I don't need to make those calls. I mean, heck, I, I got. I got the Nexus from Google. I'm, I'm logged in. On, I mean, if if I've got privacy concerns here, I've abandoned them long ago. The second I picked up an Android <laughs> phone, um, you know, and and I stay logged in on the thing because it's more convenient. I mean, I, I'll forego that obviously in my instance. But if I was a government body using this for military purposes, I would have a very very different take on these things. Um, and if I was, you know, head of, you know, the, the, the British um, military or, or head of the Canadian military or whatnot, looking at where is my data going to give it, I mean, we're all allies here. I mean, I, you know, we're, you know, as a, as a Canadian, uh, you know, I, I view the, the American government as, as one of our governmental, the old bard here, they're, they're our biggest ally. But I still, as as a head of military, do not want to go giving my military communications to any foreign government. So, you know that, that we will hit that part. Will the rest follow suit? Um, will be a, a difficult question to uh, to answer. But you bring up NATO and and that, uh, you know, you you're right. They they are the bigger brother, and I could see NATO following suit. And then what happens to RIM? Right? I mean, as as their largest uh, largest ones go down, we may not have a choice. Because RIM may not be an option. No. So um, all Canadians out there, you're looking for the next big thing. It's called Open Text, based also in Waterloo and in Ottawa. Um, they will soon be Canada's most important tech corporation, after, of course, EA Sports, the guys who make NHL 2012. Um, <laughs> which, in my world, is the most important thing in the world. Okay, you know what? We're getting the hairy eyeball from South Florida. It's time for us to uh, to say goodbye here on Webcology because we are about 20 seconds over time now. <laughs> so much more I want to talk about, but we did another hour, Dave. Well done. We are going to be back again here on the uh, 16th of February with another Webcology. So, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. You can hear us here every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Pacific. You can tune in to us through the iTunes radio. You can download podcasts from iTunes. You can download podcasts from the Webmaster Radio archives or any other fine podcast distribution outlet. Stay tuned to Webmaster Radio, friends. Great content coming up after these messages. (laughs) 